All right, guys. Hey, what is up? Thank you so much for joining me again today. Um, I'm excited about today's episode. For one, it's our first one on Anchor by Spotify. So if you're following me on my other podcast, this is where we are at now. I don't know if I can use, can, uh, if I can put those two together, if I can fuse those two together or not. Uh, but that's where we're at now. And today we're going to talk about some awesome tangibles that are going to help you in your day to day, but also kind of helping you overcome if you're ever struggling with feeling like you're maybe not enough because you don't see enough patients or you don't get your charting done in time and kind of helping ourselves kind of overcome that. So that's one thing that a lot of my women seem to need help on. And it's so very common. We are, especially women who are in high performing jobs, we are in advanced degrees, we are running our own businesses, we're doing our own thing, entrepreneurs, all of the above. It's not just moms in medicine, but we tend to really and truthfully associate our self-worth, at least a part of our self-worth, to that job performance. And it's really hard not to, especially in our especially in the medical field, it's really hard for us to not do that to ourselves because we are literally judged and tracked and we get reviews all the time and those types of things based upon how many patients we see, based upon our patient reviews, which are important and those are necessary. And I'm not discounting that. And we do have to hit a certain revenue or you know, the clinic isn't necessarily going to make the money. And, and honestly, like as much as that's not why most of us got into medicine, it's a real part of it. And that's something we have to consider. So today we are going to talk about how we kind of dissociate our self-worth from our job, because that's a really important thing to do in order for us to be able to thrive. Because the truth of the matter is, is if you stay stuck in that feeling of, I'm not seeing enough patients, so I'm not good enough. And you stay stuck in that in that realm, it is just going to further make it more difficult for you to be able to get out of it. So what I want you to think about is your profession is not who you are. It is a part of what you do. And whenever we break that apart, you have to find, in order to really break that apart, you have to find your core values. The things that are so important to you, nobody can take those away from you if anything else and everything else fell through in your life, those core values are what actually make you who you are. And as much as my profession is important to me and I have a huge passion for it and I love it, it is not my absolute core value. My core values are honesty. My core values is philanthropy. My core values is helping others, being there for my family. And while I do take that and apply it into my practice and into my clientele, and that's still there, those numbers on how many patients that I see or the charts that I get done or that I get behind on, they don't reflect that. So, and thank you so much guys for your love in this. Um, all those who are live with us right now, I appreciate you so much. But that's where our core values lie. So whenever I start feeling down and out because maybe I let myself get behind on charts because man, it is so hard to not feel like a failure whenever those charts start getting built up or maybe you have a schedule you know, that is really light for the day and you're kind of happy because maybe you'll get home on time. But at the same time, you think, oh, is it because I'm not good enough as a provider? And I want you to stop that because in, this applies to anything and anyone in life. If you are 
if you're if you're feeling those things, all the limiting beliefs of yourself that you believe you get to keep. So if you believe those things about yourself, then they're going to stay. But if you replace them with other thoughts, then that's how things are going to start rolling in the right direction for you. But really go back to your values, find those core values. So if you're feeling down about things, say, okay, getting my charts done, how in the world does that apply to my core values? That does not apply to my core values. It is nice whenever I can stay on top of things. And I am going to teach you that here in a minute through communication. Our, our time tip today is going to be through communication. But I don't want you to translate that into I have to be more efficient or I'm not worthy enough because that's not the core of who we are. But getting into that, it does make life, we have to be real, does make life easier for us whenever we can be more efficient. And really and truthfully, anybody can apply this to anyone who works with the public, which is the majority of us. You're going to be able to apply this time tip to, to your practice and to your own work. But one of the things why I am pretty boss now at being able to get in and get my charts done and get home on time. One of the things that's been a game changer for me is I've learned how to politely not dictate, but steer my conversations with my patients. I allow them to feel heard and I am there for them. But at the same time, I am steering the conversation because it's so often that you know, people, especially when they're really close with us and you live in a very friendly environment like I do. My, my town is a very friendly town. We see it all the time that somebody will start talking and they'll talk forever. And you really kind of you still have a schedule to meet. You still have somebody who's in the next room waiting on you. And that's pressure. And you don't want to be rude to the other person. You can't be rude to the other person or it's going to completely take away any rapport you have for them. And rightfully so. So we have to learn how to politely transfer transfer the conversation. And the way that we do that, the first thing we do is that we make sure that we smile to them, we acknowledge them, we look them directly in the eye, we ask them something about themselves. I see so many providers who they completely skip this part because they're trying to get in and out really fast. And I respect, I understand that feeling, but when somebody doesn't feel heard, when they don't feel like I'm being recognized, what do they do? They talk more. They try to get that recognition. They try to get your attention so so then they feel validated because the truth of the matter is that we have their health in our hands and they're, they don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. So if we're not doing that, if we're not validating that person, they're going to be coming to us and trying to get that validation. And that usually comes in the form of asking more questions, giving more information, talking a little bit more. And that's not a bad thing. We have time, but when we don't have time and all of that, but that just signifies. So if your patient's doing that, I want you to recognize maybe I'm not validating us. Maybe I'm looking too much at the computer and not at them. So in that scenario, in my time trip trainings, I do recommend that you chart while you see the patient, but I teach you how to do it. So it's not rude. And it's involved, it involves them. But if I notice a patient doing that and I am charting, ah, there's my signal. I need to take my hands away from the computer and face them. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I kind of model the way that they're sitting. I'm not going to completely copy them and move their every mimic and move because that's creepy. But if there's somebody who is sitting a little bit 
more closed, I'll probably sit a little bit more closed. I kind of meet them at that energy. And that's something that I talk about in several other trainings also, but we won't go too far into that. But I mimic their, I mimic their energy. I go down to or go up to their energy level. So then I can take them with me on the journey that we have to go over for the next 10 or 15 minutes. But this is important for anybody and anything, not just in providers, but I'm going to, I'm going to angle myself to that person. I'm going to, if they're sitting with their arms kind of out, sometimes I'll kind of do that. Maybe not exactly. Cause like I said, you don't be creepy, but I mimic their body. I mirror them. And then I actually become engaged. I think about looking at the pupil of their eye. I'm not just looking in the general direction. You can look in somebody's eye and just be looking in their general direction, be glazing over or breezing over their eyes. I want to look into their eyes. Okay. And I want to make sure that they actually, they know that I'm literally truthfully engaged with them. So this is our body. This is our body language. It's important. I don't want you to come in, you know, if the other individual is kind of turtling and shelling like this and they're feeling secure, which can happen a lot. I don't want you to, I don't want you to imitate, I don't want you to imitate that because that tells them that you don't feel comfortable with them. Unfortunately, people are always thinking about, you know, themselves. Like we see something and we always think, Ooh, that's because of me. It's because of me. And it's not necessarily, if you feel insecure, it might be because you're terrified yourself. You know, you see the, you see that it's a, a abdominal pain and everybody, I don't know why abdominal pains never bothered me, but so many people, they see abdominal pain as a chief complaint. I, I call them chief uh, concerns. I don't like the word complaint with patients, but I don't like saying that to them. It's chief concern. Um, but they will, they'll, they'll, they'll see that and freak out. And then maybe you want to get insecure and you want to slouch over. Well, they're going to take that as this person isn't open with me. So just be cognizant of that. Pull your shoulders back, sit up in straight alignment, but still trying to mirror them. And then I will usually always step into something that is a little bit lighthearted, but it shows them that I'm interested in them. I'll ask them about the last thing that we were talking about. Maybe they shared something in their life with me. I'll make sure I bring that up. Usually I put a note in that from our last visit. So then I remember when I see them to ask about, hey, how was the wedding? I saw that you're, or I remember that your kiddo, you know, uh, was married. How was that? Like, how does it feel to become a new grandparent? Wherever it is that they're in life, I'll bring that up. I'll talk to them again. That's allowing them to be heard and they know that I care for them. And then I will, you know, sometimes complimenting people is a really good thing. Be genuine. Don't, you know, don't be fake about it, but compliment them. Um, I feel like anytime we are spreading the love in this world, everybody could use a little bit of pick me up, right? So that is a huge thing that goes a long way for somebody uh, respecting you back because you're respecting them. You're acknowledging them as the beautiful person that they are, the, you know, the amazing soul that they are. And I, I usually try to, I don't try to, but if I feel called to, I'll compliment on something, something that I, that I see in them because why not? Now, when you're engaging with somebody, the other part of this is that I want you to have your eyebrows raised a little bit. This actually says, you know, not in a, not in a this way, right? Not not where you're looking at somebody like side eye, not like that, but engaged. I'm interested. I'm excited to see if I'm just sitting there like this and my eyes are kind of squinted. That's not engaged. That's that's not open. But if I'm engaging with you, I'm looking at you with my eyes open and bright, right? And then that's going to help them feel engaged in what it is that we're talking about and not want to digress to other things or be reaching for other other scenario, other things to talk about. Now, here is the most important thing. And this is what so many of my clients that I work with 
on time management have loved this tip. And I'm giving that to y'all here as a nugget. Um, make sure that you are using segues. So this is an artful, this is something you have to become kind of artful at. And segues are, I see somebody talking about, um, let's say they're talking about that picnic that they just went to and they're telling me all about it or the wedding, let's say a wedding, you know, some, some people want to talk about it and they're, they're telling about, oh yeah, the wedding and there's this and that and the other, and it was so great. And, you know, we're talking about different things and it's completely off course and I have patients waiting, but I want to be engaged. So I'm engaged and I'm listening. It doesn't ever make that much of a difference to wait a minute or two to listen to their story and then say, Hey, that reminds me, how did you do with eating? Uh, during that time, those are such hard, difficult times. Did your did your blood sugar spike up? Were you able to stay kind of on track, or did your body react? You know, to to eating a different way. Never make it where you are judging them for that. But you know, did your body react? Don't make it a don't don't make it about somebody like that's that's one of the things that you can really shut somebody down. And they cannot trust you anymore so if you make them feel like you're judging them for a certain thing. I relate to them. I'm like, oh my gosh, whenever relating is awesome. Awesome part also also segue. Um, man, every time I'm at a wedding, I cannot stay away from the cake. You know, did it did it spike up your sugar, or you know, how did that work for you? Or, you know, I know weddings are so stressful. If they were putting on the wedding, like, how was your blood pressure during that? So that's the segue. I am seeing them where they're at. I'm acknowledging what's going on. But I am gently. Oh, by the way, because they know that's why we're here. Right, we're here to talk about your health. Um, gently segueing that. And you can apply that to anything that you want. And I see a question on here on our lives about stopping procrastination. Hey girl, I have some training on that too. So perfect. I'll make a note and we will be sure to do probably our next time to about procrastination. That's an awesome thing to talk about. I love that. So maybe that's what our next podcast and everything will be about. So that's how we, that's how we kind of segue everything. And then make sure that you are not afraid to kind of end the conversation. So often we will just drag it on and drag it out and it goes on forever um, because you're, you're afraid that you don't want to offend them, but just stay on topic. And some of the best ways that I have found to kind of, to end a conversation if you really need to is by, you know, just saying, Oh my goodness, I know you're super busy. I'm so sorry that I kept you here. And then, you know, and that's how we can kind of go on with our day and nobody feels like I'm cutting them off. Do not ever say, oh my gosh, I have so many patients and I'm running behind. Don't ever say that to anybody or wherever you're at in life. If you're not a provider, don't ever use that as, um, as an, as a exit, because that's really rude. And you're going to end up undercutting your authority with, or not your authority, but your rapport with them. So, and then also another way to kind of end, end it is to pivot out. So you want to kind of move our body. So we moved our body towards them at the beginning of this. We're going to kind of move our body away from them. And then, you know, don't, I try to make it a habit to never put my hand on the door handle because that's anxiety provoking people. They feel, oh, I've got to get all everything in or I'm being cut off. So I don't ever go to the door until we have a clear understanding that both of us have ended the conversation, but I'll kind of pivot out. And then I might, you know, say, Oh, that's right. Well, hey, you have that marathon coming up. You know, can't wait to hear back from it. Next time I see you, it's going to be in three months. And then you can tell me all about it, which most of my three months follow ups aren't running any marathons. But you understand what I'm saying. It was the first thing that came to mind. 
<laughs> so this is live. Okay, guys. So that's really the end of it. And that's, uh, that's a lot of it. It goes in a little bit more depth probably, but that is, um, that's really in the nutshell, how you can be able to get in and get out with your patients and using those segues are so key and instrumental to making sure that you don't accidentally spend 20, 25 minutes and you have tons of patients waiting on you. So I hope this was helpful guys. Next time, uh, we will talk about procrastination and how we can kind of overcome that. Thank you all so much for jumping on. I appreciate your support. And again, this will be on Anchor by Spotify. It's my first time I have recorded my podcast on there. So please guys, go give it some love. Give it a five-star review if you feel like it's worth it. And I'll be sure to be giving back even more quality information to y'all. And I'm about to get my continuing education courses up too that helps you learn faster and work smarter and not harder guys. Cause that's how I'm going to get you home earlier to those babies. So thanks for jumping on guys. It's great to see you.